Welcome to the show called Let's Talk Homeschool. I'm Davis, and we have a guest today, Doug Powell, author of the Eyewitness series. But this is the show where we talk about everything homeschooling, the who, what, when, where, why, and how. We want to affirm and encourage you in the decision to homeschool. We want to challenge and inspire you to take it to new, to new heights. And we want to celebrate everything you get to experience along the way in this adventure of a lifetime. This podcast is sponsored by Apologia Educational Ministries. Go to Apologia.com, a great place to explore creation. Today's show is titled, Eyewitness. Okay, Doug, let's talk homeschool and apologetics. So th- this uh, series you've written, the Eyewitness series, is an apologetics book. So what is Christian apologetics and why is that important? How does it differ from Bible study or worldview studies? Uh, give us the lowdown there. Well, uh, apologetics just means to give a defense. And uh, in the early days, that meant uh, more of a legal defense to to justify yourself in court. But that uh, then began to be applied to any, any uh, position or claim that you're trying to defend. So if you're defending the biblical worldview, it's Christian apologetics. And this is something that's actually commanded in First Peter three fifteen. We're we're told to always be ready to give a uh, a, a defense of the faith and uh, to speak the truth in love. And so, in order to do that, you need to really understand your faith and and be equipped for any situation that comes up. So apologetics is interesting to me because it's um it's it's a multiple discipline type of thing. You get to learn about all sorts of uh, things. There's uh, history and archaeology, theology. It touches on pretty much every part of the faith because different people have different questions. And uh, and so it's uh, really rewarding for someone like me. I like to get into all sorts of things uh, to learn all sorts of things in order to be able to, to give a, a defense of the faith. Well, and I know there's several different approaches to apologetics as well. And so uh, and, and so a lot of different apologists may come at the same argument from a different angle or perspective. So what makes this eyewitness series different from other apologetic books or apologetic approaches that are out there? Well, in terms of the, the different approaches, uh, really, everybody's after the same goal which is to be able to answer the questions that are are put to you, whether it's from an, an uh, unbeliever who is questioning the faith or, uh, you know, kicking the tires, trying to be skeptical of it, or, uh, or even a believer who is just needing to shore up their faith. They have questions about uh, things uh, in their faith that they, they just need answering. And uh, so the, the real key to any of the methodology is uh, is listening because you want to not just give cookie cutter answers or answers that make sense to you but to nobody else you need to uh, hear the, the the need and then speak to that need but within that there apologists can specialize specialize in kind of different approaches so you can do a more philosophical approach um, something that's more uh, evidence-based, 
and uh, some there are you know a couple of different ways. Nobody really is doing it strictly only in one way because they encounter too many people, and the questions are always a little bit different. Um, and uh, and you just you need to be able to tailor whatever information you have to the question. So the idea of the eyewitness books was when I was uh, going through my master's program, and even before then, when I got into apologetics and was just and was reading on my own, uh, one of the things that I found myself doing is being frustrated that the books were just flat text. You know, it, there there were uh, when an archaeological piece of archaeological evidence was mentioned. I had to go look it up. I had to go find it. I wanted to see it and get as close to touching it as I possibly could, because there was some there's something concrete about it. And uh, and when we were, uh, I would read about something historical. I would want to go look that stuff up. Look at the maps. Look at the pictures of the area. Uh, and so there, I, I realized there was this tactical uh, tactile visual element that I didn't see in any apologetics books. And in my first apologetics book, it's very visually heavy. And that's the thing that distinguishes it from other apologetics books. Um, there's not really any original argumentation in it. It's just all the stuff is organized in a logical way with lots of pictures. And that turned into the opportunity to uh, carry, carry it to the next step where uh, I had an idea to present the historical evidence for the resurrection in a large format book with interactions in it. It's like an ology book, if you've ever seen those. So you have um, uh, flaps glued to a page and you're kind of opening different books or, you know, you're engaging physically with the book in order to get all the content. And I thought that would be, uh, that would be helpful because it's like, doing your own research, or it can uh, appear that way. And one of the things that, uh, that I, I did was uh, kind of, uh, there, there are so many sources, ancient uh, writings or uh, different, uh, different quotes I wanted to source. If you're just reading it in a, in a uh, just text and, you know, quoted in a text, sometimes it still kind of sounds like the author because the author is compiling it together and you never really kick out of the voice and understand um, that it's someone else's voice, a previous voice that's being quoted there. And you lose kind of the uh, the sense that it's being that like an, an ancient historian is being sourced or something like that. And so I thought it would be really interesting to be able to try to represent that visually. So within like a spread within the interactive book, there would be like two or three mini books and you'd have to open it up and then you could read it and it was all in different fonts. So you were always visually told, this is not my writing. This is an ancient source from multiple different writers. And therefore the, the, the witnesses to these different pieces of evidence uh, comes across as like, it, 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 it's greater. It's greater than just the author whose name is on the book telling you that this is what they believe so it's just it's just a way of reinforcing um the amount of evidence and where it's coming from instead of um just my opinion so it kind of gives the the reader uh the uh resources to look through on their own and because they're the ones flipping the pages 
uh, in the many books and, and reading this content, they hopefully apprehended more. They earned it by opening it up. Uh, the problem was, so I did one of those on the resurrection and then one on the life of Jesus. But the downside of this is that it's really, really expensive to make these books because, I mean, you've got to, these, everything's cut out and glued into place by hand. It's really expensive. So, uh, so that was done for a different publisher. And then uh, uh, I had a conversation with you and we talked about how we could keep the books alive by maybe shrinking them in half in terms of the, the actual dimensions, but doubling the page count by taking out the interactions, but it's still super visual. And uh, they're all very, very visually rich and they're all almost in note form for somebody else to, it's like you've discovered a notebook that somebody else uh, put together that has all this information and all the research and you're the one kind of following the trail again. And, uh, and it equips you to reach your own conclusions. Well, they are uh, very graphically and aesthetically pleasing. You're, you're an artist. And so you put your artistic touch to it. And what, uh, one of the things I really like is it's, uh, it has an, a feel of antiquity. Uh, there's something about these, uh, the information that's graphically presented that looks old and important and antique and uh, like a Dead Sea Scroll of sorts. So you, you did a really good job there. So we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, I want you to tell everybody a, a few of the individual books in the series. So we're going to take a quick break, then return to this conversation. We want to thank our sponsor, Apologia Educational Ministries. Their mission is to help homeschooling families learn, live, and defend the Christian faith. Apologia is the number one publisher of creation-based curricula for homeschooling families with hundreds of number one awards. Now that's impressive, but more importantly, that's why Apologia is trusted by homeschooling families all across the USA and the world. Go to Apologia.com, a great place to explore creation. Well, we're back and we are talking with Doug Powell, author of the Eyewitness series. This is a, uh, there are nine books in this series, and they're very graphically oriented. As Doug said, it's almost like you're looking at uh, a researcher's notebook uh, that's highly visual, uh, almost like you're looking at uh, actual antique documents uh, as you're doing your research by going through the books. So I wanted to make sure our authors know what each of the titles are. You mentioned Resurrection Eyewitness, and Jesus Eyewitness, but there are other titles in the series. So what are those other titles? We have uh, Resurrection Eyewitness, Jesus Eyewitness, that's a kind of a life of Christ, Biblical uh, Eyewitness Biblical Archaeology, New Testament Eyewitness, so that's where the New Testament came from, and uh, how we know it's what was originally written, Old Testament Eyewitness, same sort of thing, Eyewitness Heresies and Cults, Eyewitness Miracles and Prophecies, and Eyewitness World Religions. What were your favorite ones uh, to put together and uh, and why? Uh, well, the first one, Resurrection Eyewitness, was, it was a really fun one, really satisfying, simply because I had never done anything like that before, and neither had the publisher. So trying to figure out how to do a book like that was uh, was very fun. And uh, and then immediately I thought the next couple, if we get to do any more, uh, what I'd like to do is 
uh, where the where the Bible came from, uh, particularly the New Testament. So New Testament eyewitness uh, was a super fun one. And then biblical archaeology, just to have all in one place kind of um, what uh, my view of what the most important and uh, powerful archaeological discoveries are. That one's a little tougher because uh, in any kind of a book or presentation on the most important biblio, uh, uh, biblical archaeological finds, everybody's got a different list. There's a couple that are on every list, but there's just so much out there that the hard part is figuring out what you want to talk about. Well, and you're an apologist, you got a master's degree, and you have uh, done quite a bit of uh, work in presenting apologetic topics. Uh, but surely, uh, doing your research and putting these books together, you probably learned quite a bit yourself. So which one did, did you learn the most as you did the research and put it together? Uh, the one that I learned the most from uh, in the course of writing was, it was probably uh, the Old Testament eyewitness, uh, simply because there is so much less information uh, available for where the books came from and how, how we ended up with this, uh, what, we, what we have is the Old Testament. So that one is, that information isn't is, as available uh, as like the New Testament one. So that was a little bit of a shocker. You know, there were things that I had been taught about it and I didn't really have any reason to doubt it, but I hadn't really looked into a lot of the sources uh, for those claims on my own until I did this book. And it took a lot more digging than, uh, than I thought I'd have to do. Uh, and so that, that was pretty fascinating, especially uh, teasing out the history uh, and the, uh, like the differences in the Old Testament that Protestants have versus Roman Catholics versus Eastern Orthodox, you know, all of that stuff. It's, it was really fun to, to uh, work through. So uh, there's several in the series, as we've talked about. Are there any one or two that you would say would be the most important if a reader were to go for, for just one or two to start? Where, where, which ones would you recommend they begin with? Uh, I think the most important one by far is resurrection eyewitness. If you don't have the bodily historical resurrection of Jesus, then the other eight books are completely irrelevant. Uh, or they're only interesting in like more of a cultural way than, uh, than in a way that actually corroborates the biblical worldview. If you don't have the resurrection, you don't have any grounds for a biblical worldview. So that one's the the most important one uh, in uh, just because that's, I mean, you knock that one down, they all fall. Um, but once you get past that one, uh, it's a matter of uh, authority. How do you know the New Testament preserves Jesus's uh, teachings? And, uh, and why do you know that? Where do they come from? Who wrote the Old Testament? So that one's important, the New Testament. And then uh, the biblical archaeology one, I think is also important simply because this is extra biblical material that corroborates the biblical history, which gives you, a, at the very least, well, well, okay, it, 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 I don't want to overstate the uh, power of biblical archaeology because it's really easy to do, but if it, it will corroborate the history in the Bible. 
And the Bible could still teach false things theologically, but be an accurate document of the history. So at least it does that. Uh, and that's, that's pretty important because sometimes at some periods in recent history, we have not had uh, corroboration of, for some of these places or people in any other document except the, the Bible. And it's taken, so therefore there were scholars who would doubt that the Bible was trustworthy just from a historical point of view. And archaeology has since uh, corroborated uh, uh, so many of those uh, claims that uh, about the history and the details in that history that the Bible by and large is seen as a very trustworthy book historically, whether or not you uh, accept its theology. Well, uh, speaking of the resurrection eyewitness, uh, I, I did enjoy that one just because uh, it laid out the arguments uh, uh, so that you could walk through it logically. There was like a nice little checklist. And at the end, a person, including myself, uh, just had an increased level of confidence in how to defend the belief that Jesus actually rose from the dead. So th that one was just very well done and very orderly. Uh, but I will say, I will, I will agree with you that biblical archaeology, the I, that eyewitness series, was probably the most interesting to me because uh, I didn't know as much about archaeology. But like you say, it's real items, real documents, real manuscripts, uh, real findings that uh, were just, they were new and they were very interesting to learn about and read about. So uh, that one for me personally uh, was just so much new information it just created for a rich experience going through it. You know, an, another one of the uh, ones that kind of has a checklist that is helpful for people, I think, is the uh, eyewitness uh, heresies and cults and eyewitness world religions. Both those have a kind of checklist that uh, where you can um, not, you know, a, a lot of times as Christians, evangelical American Christians, we think of all religions as uh, kind of addressing the same things in different ways, but it's not, it's not really the case. They don't all have the same uh, categories um, necessarily. They're not all very easily distinguished sometimes. So, you know, there's like in Buddhism, the, there is no concept of sin. There's, you know, so you don't, you, it, it defines what the issue is that we're trying to solve by being Buddhist in a different way than what we're trying to address as Christians, you know, what we perceive as being wrong, what the remedy is. So, you know, they have different categories, but they all say something about uh, God, whether he exists and, and who he uh, is, uh, about the world, about human beings, what the problem with human beings is, and what the solution is. So all worldviews address those five things. So if I use that grid and apply it to different uh, the different worldviews, the different religions, then uh, that that's, that's a helpful thing. So you can see where uh, it differs from like Islam or Judaism or Buddhism or Hinduism. So, you know, I go through all the major world religions like that. And then uh, in heresies and cults, we do the same thing with uh, essential Christian belief as compared to different uh, cults uh, who will use Christian terminology, but mean different things by it. 
like who God, who the father is, who the son is, who or what the Holy Spirit is. Uh, so it's really easy if you don't have your terms defined to hear somebody who is uh, in a cult use Christian terms and not recognize they're in a cult, which really is the point of doing that if you're in a cult. So that this uh, helps tease that out a bit as well and equip you to be able to recognize that. You mentioned earlier that Jesus Eyewitness and Resurrection Eyewitness were in a large format book with uh, envelopes and flaps and uh, a much more complex and expensive design. And then those were, or then uh, we came up with the idea to make them smaller and flat pages, but still very visual. So are Resurrection Eyewitness and Jesus Eyewitness in this new format uh, do they still exist in a large format? What happened to those? And uh, what's the status of those these days? Well, the uh, uh, the the Resurrection Eyewitness sold out in its original printing, and they, they did not reprint it. It's too expensive. Uh, Jesus Eyewitness did not sell out. And uh, when uh, you and I thought it would be a good idea to, to take the series to Apologia and continue it, um, I believe you bought all the remaining stock. Uh, there's, they're in the Apologia warehouse, actually, is where they are. So you guys want them, come and get them. All right, as we wrap up this conversation, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners about the series? Well, uh, for anybody who was wondering if it took uh, a particular theological stand or is, uh, is, uh, 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 belongs to any particular tradition, um, for the most part, no. If you work through the uh, Old Testament eyewitness, it, it talks about the Apocrypha and where that comes from and what it is and all of that. Uh, and why it's not in Protestant Bibles. But other than that, um, these could be used by uh, believers to shore up their faith, it could be used by uh, really any tradition of Christians. And, uh, and it, they're, they're written in such a way that because the reader is doing the investigation, they, they're great for people who aren't believers, who just have questions. And because they're so visually rich, they're engaging enough to where if they're just sitting out and somebody picks it up and looks at it, they may get caught. Uh, you know, just like you can open up right in the middle of it and you're just, you've got all this stuff to engage with. And uh, so it's meant to be uh, visually uh, alluring to both believers and unbelievers, and you could turn anywhere in the book and be instantly engaged, hopefully. Well, that's a that's a great wrap-up, folks. If you want to get an eyewitness series yourself, go to Apologia.com in the search bar, click Eyewitness, and you will find the whole series right there. As always, it's time to bring these good conversations to a close, so thank you all for listening today. We hope you'll join us again next time, and if you liked what you heard, please write a review, share it with your friends, or send us an email. The address is podcast at apologia.com. This is Let's Talk Homeschool, and our guest today has been Doug Powell, author of the Eyewitness series. This podcast is sponsored by Apologia Educational Ministries. Go to apologia.com, a great place to explore creation. Have a great day, and until next time, we are walking by faith and enjoying the homeschooling adventure of a lifetime.